Hello, Tessa. Hi, Tom. Well, this is going to be our first episode. Yes. By episode, we mean podcast, not... Yes. <laughs> not psychotic episode. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of those kinds of episodes. And so, <laughs> we have started a series of seminars. We have. There, there's a central theme that we're covering through these seminars, um, but there's essentially four separate topics with the central theme going through it. And it's all about the process to different things like process to liberty, process to lay down, process to first ride, process to problem solving. Problem solving. And it really highlights not the outcome, but the process to get that outcome. But the central theme is connection. connection. So in coming up with talking about and teaching about connection with our horses, I decided to look up that term to see what definition best um, represented what we, what we strive for. It's easy for us to get in there and say, okay, we're gonna try to, to uh, cultivate some kind of a connection. It's another thing to explain to someone else what exactly you're trying to do <laughs> and what, what elements you're looking for, what evidence of connection exists. Yeah, and how, like you just said, evidence of what, what they will experience when they achieve it. Yeah. Yep. And of course, there's all kinds of definitions out there. And so I thought it would be good to define what we're talking about when we talk about connection. And I came across this definition and I didn't explore its origins, but it, I liked the definition because it seemed to embody what I, what I strive for and what I experience. And that's, the definition was something like when two or more individuals interact in a way where each individual feels um, valued, seen, and heard. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that. Of course, you got to go into the definitions of each of those three terms. But in terms of working with the horses and interacting with them, I thought it was better to use the three terms of valued, and actually I'll do it in a certain order, noticed, valued, and understood. So noticed takes the place of seen, understood takes the place of heard. So noticed, valued, and understood. Hi Sadie, we're walking <laughs> around with the horses. Had to come over here and give Sadie a kiss. Yes. Because she's very cute. You are a sweetie. <laughs> Um, so, so noticed, noticed valued, valued, and understood. And I love her energy. <laughs> so um, ran over to Sadie and wanted to play, or <laughs> ran over to Fancy. <laughs> so noticed, valued, and understood, we could look at those three terms and further define them. Mm -hmm. To keep it simple, noticed means to be aware, to sense in terms of uh, us working or interacting with our horses, if you step into their space and they're busy eating and they don't pick their head up out of the bucket, they haven't noticed us. Mm -hmm. They have not seen us. So you, you, there are things that they do that... Acknowledge your presence. Acknowledge, yes, exactly. Yep. Acknowledge your presence. So to let you know that they know you're there. Yep. Um, and then valued 
if they have their head in the bucket and you walk into their space and they pick their head up out of the bucket and see that you're there, they've noticed you. Now in that moment, they show a certain value to the things around them. And if they put their head back in the bucket... They value food more than they value you. <laughs> yeah, or, or anything else. They're choosing yep. food over everything at that mo moment. It's not a sign of disrespect. It's none, nothing other than that's their preference in that moment. Mm -hmm. But that's value. Yep. Where, what they prefer in the moment, what they choose. And then the understood part. And that is akin to comprehension, yes? Yes, exactly. So that you understand them and they understand you. Yeah. Now, is this a two-way street? So we're talking, it goes both ways? For sure, because okay. connection... Um, if connection is only one way, that's not really, I don't look at that as connection as much as stalking. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. well. <laughs> yeah. You think of two people and like, oh, I see you, I notice you. We're not you. recommending I, that, ladies yes. and gentlemen. I value you and the other person is not aware you're there. A crime may be committed. <laughs> um, so, no, we are talking about a two-way street and that's important to address, like how how, what are examples and ways we notice value and understand them as well. And we'll, we'll get into that. So I think we pretty much understand what the, we mean by, what we mean by connection in terms of, like. yeah. of those three terms. Mm -hmm. we, we haven't really talked about actual connection yet, but connection is when both, if there's two parties involved, both parties feel those three elements. Mm -hmm. And feel and feel better for it. I'm probably mm -hmm. extending this definition a bit, but one of the definitions that I saw for connection um, was seen, heard, and valued, and feel um, fulfilled. And there was another word that was used, um, but feel somehow bettered by the interaction. Sure. Um, so there's an element of synergy to this mm -hmm. also. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and there's all kinds of connections, but I think when you, when you experience the connection in a way that we're talking about, it gives a quality that is not found in another type of connection. You know, you can, and we will have examples of that with the horses, but I think it's important to understand at least at an introductory level, what those three terms embody. Mm -hmm. And I think those simple definitions suffice for now, but we can talk more about the nuances. And, um, but maybe we should talk about a little bit how, how we notice, value, and understand our horses. Because it is a two-way street. It is, and it really kind of elevates the relationship because while you were talking, I was thinking, there's a why to this too. So, okay, mm -hmm. connection, and we're getting a better understanding of what that looks and feels like. Mm -hmm. But there's this element of why, like why do we, why do we need connection? Um, mm. And it's, you know, I would like to think it's implied because we all like to feel connected, but it might not necessarily be implied in certain circumstances. So for me personally, I just feel that it really elevates the relationship with the horse um, and not only makes training more efficient and more pleasant for everybody involved, but 
I just get a lot more out of it. It's, and you would, you had mentioned this in a, one of your Facebook posts the other day, but it takes something from, you know, a, a, a transactional interaction into a more transformational interaction. And it kind of, for you and I, we've discussed this kind of steps into that spiritual realm. Yes. It just takes you to a whole nother level. And well, and it's yeah. what, you know, our, we, we named these seminars we're doing, which are monthly at this point, um, transformational communication seminars, and they wouldn't be transformational without that connection. Like that central theme of connection has to be there. Mm -hmm. And not everybody looks for that or, or starts out looking for that with their horses. Maybe they're just interested in an event or something, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But they start to interact with these beings in a way that they do start seeing that there's more to it than... Just going just, through the motions? Yeah. yeah. And, or maybe it's, an, it's like what we've experienced with a lot of people is in their exploration of these interactions with their horses, they encounter problems. Mm -hmm. And every problem I've ever encountered or ha that's been brought before me has, has had the, has the central component of the problem is a disconnect. Mm -hmm. Which, and so you, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, which you so artfully uh, said are, you know, those opportunities of disconnect, those moments of disconnect are opportunities to reconnect. reconnect yes. Yeah. And I think with, without the knowledge or experience of knowing how to connect in a way where you're noticed, valued, and understood both ways, um, a lot of people substitute something else for connection to try to solve the problem. And that can be through elements of trying to muscle through it or maybe something else they've seen. Maybe it's they try to they try to solve the problem with a kind of a certain kind of equipment. That's yes, that's a that's a big one. You know, where where it's an element of control in substitute for connection where I really think and have experienced actually that connection is what gives you the most control. Yes. <laughs> and it's not that it's a control out of force, but it's a it's a relationship that's built on mutual trust and understanding. understanding. And it's more it becomes more predictable because you have buy-in from both parties mm -hmm. versus just one party trying to like you said force or coerce the other one. To, to be involved, um, which, you know, will work to a point, but it's, it's empty in my opinion. Well, my, we're working with emotional creatures, yeah. both the human and the, and the horse, mm -hmm. are very emotional. Yep. And when emotions run high enough, then you start acting on those if you don't have something else to anchor you mm -hmm. to, this, to uh, something that's more productive or... Or safer to or the helper. center of that relationship or yeah you're automatically competing at all times with your environment yeah um and including your emotions yep so that connection is yeah is a good way to keep everybody centered and focused focused on the relationship so when we went to start this first seminar we spent quite a bit of time on the topic of connection in showing without even stepping into the pen with the horse, you can start 
looking for signs of of connection or the the elements that make up con the kind of connection we're talking about. So when just entering their space, the three topics of notice value or the three terms of notice valued and understood, only one of those can exist by itself. Mm. Notice. Yeah, you can't you can't be valued without being noticed and you can't be understood without being noticed. Mm -hmm. So that's a good starting point when you go to interact with a horse, problem solving or building on what you already have. And that is when you walk into their space, are they noticing you? And where's the two-way street on this? You have to notice them. So at all times, I want to actually implement all three of those terms into what I'm giving the horse. I want to notice them, I want to value them, and I want to understand them. So it's kind of a feedback loop. It really is. And so we bring that, those, we should, I think, ideally bring all three of those elements to the table when we're with them, but we don't necessarily expect all three from them right away. This is a, a process. Mm -hmm. And how do we gain these things? Well, we certainly need to show them that we notice them. And I show them that I value them based on understanding their body language. I, I, value, I value who they are just because they exist. And I value their mental state. Mm -hmm. Their emotions. Their emotions. Their opinion. So, yeah, <laughs> if, it's, if it's a horse that's really scared, I send, step into the pen. I'm not putting a lot of energy into them or into that environment if they're already looking at, for a way out. Mm -hmm. So I value their state of mind in that, in that situation. If they're looking for a way out, clearly they've noticed me. Mm -hmm. If they're looking for a way out, I need to understand what's going on. I need to understand that that body language that they're showing, the behavior that they're showing is anxiety based. That's not, a, that's not a challenge of any kind of authority there. That's simply they are trying to find comfort elsewhere. Mm. And so that, that takes noticing them, valuing their state of mind, and understanding what it is that you're seeing, being mm. able to read the horse appropriately. So mm. back to the, the title of our podcast is Hoofbeats on Main Street. We, we, it's important to read the horse accurately. So we bring that to them. Now what I want from them initially is just to be noticed. Mm -hmm. We'll get the valued, we'll get the understanding part, but initially I just want to be noticed. If I walk into their space to do a session, especially if it's a client that's been having a problem, what I'm first looking at doing is establishing a connection and the first part of that is getting noticed. And this is I, this mm -hmm. is where sensitive horses are actually easier than mm. than horses that are dull. Exactly. Um, because sensitive horses are a lot usually will notice you a lot more readily than horses that um, are either naturally dull or have been desensitized. And those are the a lot of times those are the kinds of horses that are brought to our attention for help the sensitive ones, the sensitive ones mm -hmm. because because they tend to have behaviors that 
are overreacting or overreacting to something mm -hmm. or a lot of uh, fear-based. Mm -hmm. So yes, that's, it's much easier to get noticed by a horse who's highly sensitive than one that's been dulled through flooding or some sort of desensitizing to the point where they just don't even react to any energy. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, those are two extremes. There's a lot, lot that's of horses that are in the middle. But the sensitive ones are easy to, to get noticed by. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting because we have clients that will often have an opinion of how easy or hard their horse is going to be in certain circumstances. And it's common for them to think that the highly sensitive ones are going to be more challenging mm -hmm. and that the dull ones are going to be easier. And that's, we see that, we see that pretty frequently. Yep. And it, we have found that it's actually oftentimes the other way around. It is when you're trying to, to establish that connection. Yep. And you know, you, you can try to solve and, and be successful at, at solving a behavioral problem without that type of connection that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. But it's a totally different kind of relationship now. Yeah. And so I'm sure through our podcast, the, the pros and cons to each will, will come out. But in order to approach the problem from where we want to approach it from, we actually need them to be sensitive enough to notice changes in energy. Mm-hmm. And be able to start influencing things. So notice is number one. That's what we did at the seminar. I stepped in with Sadie. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think maybe Sadie and Fancy were together. But it took very little effort on my part to be noticed by Sadie. <laughs> in fact, I think she noticed me before I got in there. Mm -hmm. I think she, Sadie would probably notice you from yeah, 10 acres away. Yeah. And then how she responds, how the horse responds to your presence tells you what they value in that moment. Mm -hmm. If the horse runs away, they value being away for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's because... <laughs> Hi, Zoe. Zoe. Zoe is strumming the guitar over here. Yeah. Hi. Zoe's playing with her gate. Hi, you're being loud. A little spoiler alert. Um, when they run away, and I'm working with them. I enter their space to do a session with establishing connection first. They have the freedom to, to leave, but I don't reinforce that mindset of comfort is found away from me. I also don't need to instill discomfort to do that. They've already shown me a preference and they're just, they're just showing that preference in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it just happens to be that I'll sort of stay with them. I don't have to add energy. I've already, they're already in a kind of a search state. And when they look to me, that's where I provide this thing they desire. Which is? Which is comfort in that comfort. moment. I mean, it depends on the situation, but that's usually comfort. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just a little spoiler alert of, of where that goes. But... Um, but I'm, what I want is, in the beginning, to have a horse that notices the human. Mm -hmm. And then, 
work on the horse reinforcing when the horse values the human. And that's something I want to accomplish without language, without trying to ask them to do something. Do you want to talk a little bit about the reasoning behind that? Because it's well, a lot of times people will try to use their words, do this or that, please do this, do this, and they haven't established the value yet. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, I just think, I, I, I think about, I'm a teacher. Mm -hmm. So I think about when I'm teaching a class, giving a lecture, mm -hmm. wanting my students to engage in discussion, and I'm not going to get anywhere with them. <laughs> unless I first have their attention and have the ability to keep their attention. Mm. They have to, they have to intrinsically have decided at some point that they derive some kind of value from giving me their attention. And especially in this day and age with people, that's no small thing because we have a lot of things competing for it. Mm -hmm. um, and once I've gained that attention and established that connection and that pathway of communication, mm -hmm. now I can tell them something valuable, yes. meaningful. Yes. I can impart wisdom. I can ask them a question. I can ask them to engage because I have their attention. Mm -hmm. um, and you give a great example of, um, you know, if you're in a crowded room and you're trying to have a conversation with somebody across the room, you have to shout pretty loudly to get their attention if they don't know you're there and they're mm -hmm. not looking at you. But once mm -hmm. you have their attention, even though the volume of the room is the same, you don't have to shout quite as loudly because they're looking at you. Yeah. Um, and it's a similar thing with, with the horses is that we want to, we want them to notice us and we want them to, give us their attention and derive some kind of value from an interaction with us so that we don't have to work as hard to get the information across. Yeah, and that oftentimes when a horse is brought to us, it's a horse that has some sort of training and understanding of language or cues and our interactions, but it hasn't been something that has been effective enough to overcome this problem that they're having. And what I've found is if you, if you work on the cues and making them clear and all that, maybe, maybe you'll make progress. But I'm finding a lot of people trying to talk with their horses, if you will, and the horse not valuing what they say, even though they understand it. Mm -hmm. So this is a connection or relationship that has a strong component of being noticed and being understood, but not being valued. Mm -hmm. And so really, I find that it's really helpful to work on first being noticed and then see if you can gain value in their eyes just by existing. And there's techniques to do that, but once you, once they start seeing you as some, someone important, just so they, they find value, high value in you just because you exist, not because of what you're saying. You walk into their space, they take their head out of the bucket and they walk up to you. 
now they value you before you've even said any words. So that when you start speaking, they value what you say mm -hmm. far more versus people who walk in their horse's pen and, and the horse barely notices they're there. And now they're trying to ask the horse to do this or that, but the horse has this preference or that preference. And all of a sudden, the person is working really, really, really hard yeah. for very little to no yeah. result because the horse doesn't value. They don't them. value. They don't value the interaction. They don't value the person. And so, really, I thought it was a good technique or a good mechanism to concentrate on really gaining their attention by being noticed mm -hmm. and gaining their value or increasing your value how do you how being valued by them more mm -hmm. without without them relying on your asking them to do this or that to find value in what you're saying mm -hmm. actually find value in you mm -hmm. so and the interesting thing <laughs> sadie. sadie just farted sadie is having a grand old time now, one of the interesting distinctions that you made, and I love this because I feel like it's a good metaphor for life also, is instead of putting your energy into making your horse notice you, making your horse value you, making your horse understand you, mm -hmm. is put that energy into making yourself more noticeable, making yourself more valuable, and making yourself more understandable. So controlling controlling the things you have control over. And in reality, the only thing you have control over is you. Yeah. And we are encouraging and inviting our horses to notice, understand, and value us. We mm -hmm. are not forcing them to notice, understand, and value us. Yeah. So that requires us to be mindful and um, take some responsibility for how we conduct ourselves. Yeah, and I was working with a horse that was in the midst of four or five other horses in a pasture, and I had done other sessions with this horse, but it, it had the freedom to leave me. And when she left me, I was we were doing a little Liberty interaction and she left, and I was like, well, I'm gonna go try to stay with her, but I'm not gonna run across the pasture, so I didn't waste my energy. but. I watched where she ran to. She ran to the other horses. And I noticed right away she went to a particular horse that she was comfortable with. And she took her jaw, her head, and put it over the withers of the other horse and started scratching underneath her jaw on the withers like the withers was a scratching post. And, I, and she did that twice. She left me twice to go do that. And I thought, she really values being scratched under the jaw right now. So when she came to me or when she, when she noticed me and I reinforced the moment she looked to me and valued me a little bit, I made sure if I was within reach of her, normally I go and scratch her withers. I scratched underneath that jaw and boy, she stretched that jaw out and did the lip maneuver where she could, you could tell she really found pleasure in being scratched under that jaw right then. That was very high value to her. Yeah, and so I feel like what I was doing was making myself more valuable mm -hmm. by providing something she really desired in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's just one example of how you can make yourself more valuable. I couldn't make the horse value me more, but I could certainly be aware of 
the things they desired, mm -hmm. and if it's something I could provide, mm -hmm. and it was high value to them, they would start associating that with me. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, was far more productive to do that in establishing this connection versus trying to send her left or right or lunge her or something um, to establish that value. Because mm -hmm. the, the motivation is a little different. Why would she want to give me attention? Well, because I just noticed that she was itchy under the jaw and I was scratching it for her. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's part of that reciprocal relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Because you, you just used the word noticed. Mm -hmm. So there's that feedback loop Yep. where you can't really have one without the other. You can, we've decided you can have noticed without the other two. But really once you get going with that connection, they all kind of, they all kind of come into play. Yeah. And you noticed something that that horse particularly enjoyed mm -hmm. and provided it yep. for them. Um, so you also understood what they particularly enjoyed and yep. understood that if you provided that for them, that experience for them, they were likely to value you more. Yep. So these things all kind of work, work together um, constantly throughout the, the interactions. And yep, and I think that for the horses, from what I can see and have experienced, that the highest the thing they value the most, the highest valued, what would you call it, commodity, mm -hmm. is comfort. Yep. Comfort more than anything. They desire comfort. And when you provide comfort, initially, you're just the provider of comfort. But they associate one thing with another pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And if you're always providing comfort when they're giving you when they notice you and give you their attention, you provide comfort in that moment. You become comfort. You become comfort. They start yeah. looking to you. And in fact, in an uncomfortable situation, they will begin looking to you more versus looking away, looking at trying to go away from the thing that made them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that, that begins a relationship that is totally different than the ones that are usually brought to us because of a problem. The problem is, always has the element of disconnect where the horse is looking away from the human to get away from something uncomfortable or to, to go to a preference that their human doesn't have. Mm -hmm. There are techniques you can use to be compassionate about how they feel. You've got to value what they feel and interpret it correctly that this is not a defiant behavior when they show avoidance. It's, it's likely anxiety or something that's been reinforced. So, you don't have to punish it. You can just not reinforce it. Mm -hmm. And then when they look to you, reinforce that and make sure in the process of reinforcing it, you're providing them all the things they desire. Mm -hmm. The comfort, the, the scratches, the praise, the, we'll the talk, attention. We'll talk more about reinforcement on, a, on, another, on, another, on another episode. Yeah. Um, but... We wanted to talk about connection on this one because it really is the central theme to everything yeah. that we do. And it's something that we start with um, and not something that we, not something that we hope to get one day or might get one day, or we're just going to keep going and hopefully we'll, you know, we'll connect. And if we don't, a lot of people, they'll see them selling their horses because yeah. they just, you know, <laughs> don't have a good 
connection or not the right fit. And that, that is a thing that yeah, I believe always... there are circumstances where it's not the right fit. But well, I sure. think a lot of times it's just, it's not something that we are just going to sit and passively wait and hope for. It's right. foundational. We're, it's, that's what we're going to get before we do anything else. It's our starting mm -hmm. point. Um, and I think that's, that's the, that sets what we do apart from a lot of what's being done. Mm -hmm. Not all of what's being done. I think there's people out there that believe connection is foundational. Yeah, it's but, just that I think there's a lot of relationships being built without it. Yep. And then it has to be reverse engineered. So, and we'll we'll talk a lot more about how how to gain and strengthen those connections. Um, but this I thought was a good introductory episode to get our podcast launched, talking about connection. It's going to be a central theme probably through every episode we do. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, that was fun. It was good talking and. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Hoofbeats on Main Street podcast. If you would like to submit questions or short videos for review, our email is hoofbeatsonmainstreet at gmail.com. This podcast is a product of Care for Horses Foundation. You can find Care for Horses Foundation on Facebook and at careforhorsesfoundation.org.